0: You are listening to Mountain Bike Radio. Welcome to The Wars Report with Todd Nutter. I'm your co-host Ben Welnack. And tonight's show, we're going to be talking about, kind of get an update from the, it's been a while uh, since the first race, but maybe get a little update what's going on in between then and now. And then talk in detail about the Battle of Camrock, which was last weekend. So Todd, what's happening?
1: Hey, uh thanks for having me back again, Ben. Yep. Uh yeah, we haven't talked since um first race in Sayola. So um so we'll we'll talk I'll talk a little bit about the um uh the second race and then mostly the, the most recent one, the Battle of Camrock. So um so you know, first just kind of a quick recap on the Rhinelander um uh Crystal Lake classic. Way, way up north in Wisconsin, Um, it's an awesome race, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's on like a Boy Scout camp, and uh, they, they just, the trails are just awesome, I mean, those guys really take a lot of pride in that race, so it's a cool event, everybody uh, that was there just had a blast, Um, but uh, yeah, that was, that was our first, uh, first look into uh, seeing Brian, Brian Motter come back uh, for the, you know, his first race for the war season. He totally dominated that that whole race. I mean, he and uh he and Joe Maloney and Nathan Gira were just the three of them were were battling throughout the whole race. Um eventually Joe kinda dropped off the back. Um Brian and uh Nathan were were duking it out for a while and then uh Nathan kinda fell off Brian and he just took it so um, awesome win for him first one of his season. And then, uh, Cooper, Cooper Dendl again, took, uh, took her second win at Rhinelander. So, um, really awesome to see, to see that, you know, she's, she's kind of, uh, been up and coming for the last couple of years and now she's just, I think she's finally just, it's her year to shine. You know, she's, um, she's focused a lot more. She's mm-hmm. done some other changes in life to, uh, to, you know, kind of, gear her summer around racing. So she's I think she's going to have a really awesome year. Um so that kind of gets us to um Battle of Camrock. It's last weekend uh just Sunday here. So that's uh Battle of Camrock is near Madison, Wisconsin. Um for for me I live in Milwaukee. So for me it takes maybe it's like less than an hour away, maybe about an hour. Um, people that live in Madison, probably about 20 minutes to a half an hour and people that are coming up from, uh, Illinois, um, it's really not that far for them either. So it's, you know, it's one of those races where we get a really good turnout because those are the big, um, populated areas of, uh, wars riders is is in those three locations. And it's kind of right in the middle, you know, that, that race and, like Lake Geneva or some of the the races where we get really good turnouts. Um, on top of that, they're just really awesome trails. Um, you know, the Capital Off Road Pathfinders uh, or Corp, as they're known. Um, that's the group that uh, volunteers for the race, and they uh, they they build those trails, they maintain them, they put on the race, and they just they do a phenomenal job. Um, and they like to you know. They like to come out on race day and have a few beers and cheer everybody. And they're just awesome. They're awesome guys. There's there's one guy. I hope he's listening, but he probably isn't. But uh, I always call him the, the get some guy because all he does is he stands on, alongside of the course with his PBR and tattoos. And he's just like, woo, get some <laughs> yeah. to every single person. Nice. So, um, yeah. The uh, So, side note here before the race, I, I got there. It was uh, it was really hot on Sunday and I got there and uh, it was probably like you know 85, 85 90 degrees and uh, I was there for probably about 10 minutes before like a storm just rolled in and uh, it, I mean it was all of maybe 15 20 minutes but it it like was everything all in in, in a dense little storm you know so lightning thunder and uh, so you know we're we're all huddled under under the uh, pavilion there, and we hear this uh, lightning crack, and it was like close. I mean it was like on on the grounds there, but you know we didn't we didn't see what happened. But I guess I heard later that it was uh, I, I, it was a uh, it struck a tree, and it struck a uh, a spectator's chair that was sitting out in the field. So nobody was sitting in it, but it struck a chair. And I guess I found out later that it was uh, one. It was the, the Stulgi's chair, Heather Heather or Corey Stelgis. So they uh, they they lost a oh. chair right before the race. So I mean, it was it was crazy. Like it just it came in and then it it disappeared just as fast as it rolled in, and it got hot again. So the race was humid, really really humid. Um, you know anybody that anybody that's raced in Wisconsin in the summer knows what humidity is like here um and it, it really wasn't that humid prior to the rain but that little 10 minutes of rain 15 minutes of rain that we got was just enough to make it you know it was a sweaty it was a sweaty day after that so but you know it did it did really well for the course conditions because there's a lot of the course that's uh that can get a little dusty uh there's some some fields and stuff and whatever and um the, uh, the the rain the, the rain happened right before the sport race, so the elite guys had the had the advantage of having all the sport riders go through and kind of you know soak in all the water and get it nice and tacky. And during their race, it was perfect. I mean, the conditions were just right for uh, for racing. So,
0: um, yeah, the uh, I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh no, I was just gonna say, so expect some fast uh, close close racing on that then
1: yeah absolutely um you know in the first lap I, w- I was trying to catch as much as i could i was i was out trying to get some video and stuff
0: and yeah, you're a busy fir- guy at these races no?
1: i am I, <laughs> I mean it's it's kind of crazy but yeah i i was all around the course and uh trying to shoot some video and get a little idea of what was going on so i can write a report about it and all that stuff and uh first lap through um there's a section in there called the Beer Run. It's it's about a four tiered switchback climb, and that's where spectators like to go there, and photographers uh, go there, and it's it's a pretty good section. But first lap through, I saw uh, I saw uh, I think Joe Joe Maloney was leading at that point. It was him and Nathan Gira. They were they were both right off the front. And, I mean, it was still a pack of about six or seven guys. Um, so I think it was Joe Maloney, Nathan Gira, uh, Corey Stelges, Justin Piantec, Isaac Neff, and Brian Motter. And, um, I think Tim, Tim Reset was just off the back of that. So maybe, you know, 10 seconds behind, but that, that group kind of came through and, 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 uh, they had a, a pretty good, uh, pretty good momentum going at that point um you know i talked to brian later after the race and i, I he didn't have the chance to come out and pre ride so he he sort of sat in with with those guys and uh that's that section is towards the end of of the lap so they went through got through uh on that started through on the next lap and um the course starts off with a really kind of long um, open field climb so I mean, it it, it it goes up and it climbs and then you turn and then you climb some more and it's just a it's just one of those really long kind of I mean it's not a really super punchy steep climb but it's it's long and it just you know it it, it definitely separates people so I guess on that second lap um, Brian said there was kind of a lull in the in the momentum on that so he started to sort of move his way up. Uh, meanwhile, Nathan Gira was kind of dropping back, and Joe Maloney was dropping back a little bit. I think he sort of—I think Joe blew up a little bit because he, um, I think he sprinted up that hill. So okay. he, you know, he's—he's kind of he goes do-
0: after it. That's what he does. Yeah, yeah. He's—he's yeah,
1: he's notorious for doing that, which I love. I love seeing that he—he he makes those like really bold moves, and like you can you can call it like stupid, or you can call it like you know. Courageous. I mean, it's like he—he kind of has that. Like, I don't really—I don't really know what's gonna happen, but I'm gonna do it anyway. Right. And uh, it, you know, and sometimes it pays off because you know he might be able to get into some single track before anyone else and just bring him bring on a gap. But you know, then there's other times where it doesn't it doesn't really work out. So,
0: I, I mean, he, I have a feeling with him, it seems like so after last year and then what he's doing this year, you know, attacking and stuff, seems to me like as soon as he kind of dials it back, like he learns exactly when to do the attack and when right. to just dial it back just a little bit, you know, then he's going to be dangerous. Cause that seems what Brian is good at. Yeah. Like Brian has the experience to know that when there's, when he needs to, he knows how hard and where he can make those crazy attacks and then right. when to sit in.
1: Yeah. And, and that's really the difference between those two. I mean, um, Brian just has the experience. He you know, he uh he, a lot of times when he interviews with me he's like I'm an old man, but it's like you're not, you know, you're not an old man. You just you have the experience and the wisdom. You know, you know the you know, you know when the others are going to fall. And Joe is, you know, he's got the he's got the drive and the energy, but he's still a young guy, you know, and and he he's still kind of learning the ropes on on how the the pros work. It's really awesome though to to watch because you know, he's he he's hungry for it. And, and he, you know, he, this is the year that he really wants to prove himself. And, and it's really apparent to anybody that's watching, you know, that's really watching the races.
0: Yeah. And he's 20, by the way, listeners, Joe's, because we keep, we'll keep talking about him, but Joe is 24 years old, Brian. And if he's listening, I'm going to call him an old man, but he's, th- <laughs> he's 36 and we should get Brian on the show. I haven't had him for a while, but, uh, yeah. Um, and actually, what I should do is I should give him a little shout out too, and and, and uh, post his blog to the show. Just be nice, just to bribe oh. him to get on. Um, so anyhow, so yeah, Joe's twenty four and and Brian's thirty six, just for point of reference. So
1: yeah, so I mean, there's there's a gap in between those two, and you know, and um, Brian Brian he he definitely um, is you know, he plans things out a lot better, but I think, you know, with Joe, I think that there will come a day where he, he really knows, you know, what's going on. I mean, if he, in his day job, not, not racing, he's a, he's a power tap engineer at Ceres or at Cyclops. Um, so, I mean, he's, he's smart doing, dude knows yeah, what he's, he's doing. He's do he's doing what, you know, what, I mean, he's really got, he's got the life on that. He's, <laughs> yeah. he's, he's got a, He's got a job that directly applies to what he does on his, you know, on, yeah. on his passion. So.
0: And that's why I say smart guy. Cause he yeah. knew he wanted to do that. And he went into something right. where, yeah, yeah.
1: Well, and, and, and a big part of what he can do is uh quote unquote research and development. I mean, he's basically gets paid to test power taps and, and, to, you know, yeah. kind of throw throw on some numbers. So, I mean, he's, He's going to figure out those numbers, you know. He's going to figure out his uh, his power numbers and really find out where, you know, how he can do things more efficiently. It's just a matter of time with him. So,
0: yep. So, what but, what went on with the rest of the race? So Nathan Garrett was up there for a while. It seems like he fell so, off. Um, so what happened? You know,
1: we'll we'll kind of blame the weather a little bit on that. Um, Nathan's always had a, a, an issue with um, allergies. And pollen was really bad, especially after the, the high winds and everything with the storm. So, I mean, every, everybody's bikes, they were all, like, just covered in pollen. And, it, you know, it was, it was kind of a mess. So, he, you know, he, he forgot to wear his, like, Michael Jackson SARS mask out there. And, you know, I've, I've actually seen him do that once or twice.
0: <laughs> hey, whatever but, works.
1: But, you know, he, he went out there and, I mean, I, he's just kind of, like, he was – he was hanging in there at first, but I think just his, you know, got the allergies got the best of him. And he, I mean, he he dropped back. He didn't get like DNF or anything like that, but he did drop back a, a few places. And, um, you know, Corey Stelges and Isaac Neff, I, those two were were really trying to to work work together. I mean, they're teammates. They
0: both uh, raced for Five Nines Motorless Motion, and um, and what is Five Nines exactly? Is it like a it's like a new shop in Madison or something? Isn't it? You're going you're gonna to ask me questions I well, don't know. I'm just curious. <laughs> I, I don't know if you heard about it because I just – I checked it out and it seems like it's a new shop coming. I'll have to get – I'll have to shoot him a message and ask him what's up. Yeah, all, all I
1: know is the, like their team stuff. Yeah, OK. Um, just they, curious. They, Sorry. They have, they have a green, white, and black kit. That's okay. what I know. All right, cool. <laughs> So um, I'm just trying yeah. to get
0: more shout outs in there. So that way I can send an email to five nines, uh, <laughs> you know, whatever. So, all right, I go know. ahead. Sorry about well, that.
1: So, so, I mean, the two of them, this is, this is what I found really interesting. Um, Corey, as we, a lot, you know, anybody that has kind of been in the worst scene has known, you know, a little bit over the years that Corey, um, Corey uh, has done, or he's had Brian coach him. Um, Brian, Brian coaches a lot of people. Um, he's, uh, he, they, actually his team this year, um, he's, he's kind of dropped the, um, you know, the team affiliation that he's had over the years. Uh, but now he's, he's racing exclusively under momentum endurance. Um, if you've never heard of momentum endurance, it's a, <clears throat> it's a, uh, coaching service, um, for pro cyclists and it's, uh, founded by, Ch- uh, Travis Woodruff. So,
0: um, Brian, wife, Chloe won the Chloe, whiskey 50.
1: Chloe, yeah, Chloe is a and,
0: machine. Yeah, and Travis actually didn't finish that too bad, I don't think, either. But, yeah. Anyhow, so, side note. yeah,
1: that's – yeah, and and the Woodruffs are what? Uh, Prescott?
0: Prescott, Arizona, yes. Yep.
1: Yeah. So, Brian kind of heads up their uh, Wisconsin chapter, I guess, of, of the momentum and endurance. Um, but, I mean, he's obviously doing something right because Brian won. Isaac and Corey right. both – Train, both coach or they, you know, they train under the the momentum endurance program that Brian uh, does. So they got second and third place respectively. Um, <laughs> Corey was telling me that uh, Brian's the only person, the only only guy in Wisconsin that he's never beat in a race, and uh, I, I think that's his goal for the for the season this year. Yeah. And he, he's he's done it before. He's he's made attacks before uh, to try to to try to pass Brian in a race and you know, Brian probably keeps a few secrets to himself with the coaching thing, you know? Oh, absolutely.
0: Yeah. (laughs) I mean, he, he,
1: he, he definitely gives them what they need um, and gets, you know, gets them to where they're getting the spots that they, that they want to get to. But, um, but Brian, Brian definitely knows what he's doing.
0: Yeah. And Corey, so listeners, if you're new to the show and new to this year of the wars report, um, Corey's fairly new, Corey Stelges is fairly new to, um, to mountain biking within the last few years. He, and we've had him on way back. It was like probably almost two years one of the early shows of mountain bike radio. And he actually had a pretty competitive career in running. He was at, mm-hmm. I believe it was like the Olympic trials and whatever year, but so he, he has the engine. It's just the, the, um, experience on the dirt that i think he he needs a little bit more before he catches brian
1: yeah yeah so um you know it was it was either him or isaac and they're both teammates you know so they they you know they they basically had the goal of one of them they wanted to to take the win um but brian you know during probably about halfway through the second lap um brian put a gap on on them on both of them and um Camrock is really hard. It's a really hard course to kind of close that kind of gap, um, because there's so much single track out there, and uh, and a lot of it is very technical. So once you once you gap somebody, you know if you can if you can spread that out, it's really hard for them to uh, to close it in and, and get caught up. So, you know that ended up happening. Brian um, Brian took the the win by not that much. I mean he was. I th- yeah, I think he was about thirty seconds ahead of Corey, um, and then Corey was about thirty seconds ahead of Isaac. So I mean, it was a really close, uh, close race in that. Um, Joe Maloney did end up in fourth place, so he didn't drop back too far. But you know, he did um, he did kind of feel the feel the pain of his uh, attacks on the climbs. That so he ended up uh, getting getting 4th uh, place and then Justin Piontek, um best re- or best finish of his season so far. Uh, he's on a new team this year too and I you know I did uh mention that with with him in his uh interview. Um he's switched teams to Adventure 212 specialized right now. So um which is really good uh because right now that's that's the best um finish that uh in in the male category at least that's the best finish that uh adventure 212 has had yet this year um their other one of their other uh pro riders uh chris Pariso, um his is out right now for an injury so he he hasn't been able to race the last race or two so you know justin kind of representing his new team and i think he's i think he's getting himself in good with uh with that you know having a good finish like that right off the bat so
0: Yeah. And uh, definitely we have to do a shout out for Justin because, um, for anybody that's mountain bike radio listener has been following along for a while. We've been doing all these different designs and t-shirts and, um, getting all this cool stuff going. And Justin is the guy behind that. So basically what I did is said, Hey, you know what, let's keep our minds open. If you come up with an idea or design or whatever, let's go back and forth and kind of refine it and we'll get it out to people and I'll help you sell it. We'll, you know, we'll share, we'll share in the deal. Um, so he's the one. So if you check out, uh, I think it's com is his, his deal with the graphic design. So if you need any logos or like any ideas of, you know, maybe, uh, like I said, logos, font, you know, <laughs> graphics for anything you got going, um, websites, you know, he's the guy and just feel free to contact me. So he comes up with yeah. some pretty cool stuff. So
1: yeah, super creative guy. Um, way, way, way cool guy to talk to. And, uh, yeah, this, Oh, and that reminds me, you just, you just reminded me that I was supposed to have him uh get me one of those sweet coffee mugs that he was making.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I know he kind of, I don't know the place moved and then he kind of got busy and I don't know what happened, but we'll, so Justin,
1: we'll- Justin, if you're listening, yes. I need one of those. <laughs> yes, exactly. So, um, and how, uh, you know I, I have to make a correction here a po- uh, i don't know a, a apology from earlier I, I did miss a guy that was in that that lead group uh tristan Scouten. uh last year i think he i think he won that race this race last year uh, if i remember correctly but um yeah he was he was up there in that in that group but he ended up in sixth place overall for the uh for the finish so tristan was uh definitely up there too um and then Tim Rosett, which I had mentioned uh, earlier, he was he was hanging on. That's Joe Maloney's teammate, by the way. He's uh, also racing for the KS Energy Services Team Wisconsin. Um, and uh, Tristan, by the way, r- still racing for Rolf Prima Attitude Sports. But I did want to mention here too. Um, I've I've been seeing some some big improvements from this kid and uh you know i've i've told him uh, a few times that i'm gonna get him in for an interview and i i think i i gave him an interview at the uh banquet last year at the end of the season but i haven't done a race interview with him yet but we're we're gonna we're we're gonna head that way but young uh young young ben sankrick uh got eighth place for his finish uh racing for team extreme um that kid's got all kinds of potential coming. You know, he's, he's been racing. I, I, you know, known him since he was, you know, probably like 16, you know, 15, 16 racing. And, um, now he's, I don't know, 19, 20, something like that. And, uh, you know, he's, uh, he's definitely, he's, he's definitely, uh, getting to the point where he's, you know you you can take him seriously he's not just like a a young kid uh racer you know he's he's uh going out there and he's hanging in and finishing in the top tens you know mm-hmm. um that young he's he's gonna do really uh really good things here pretty soon and he's done like he's won some endurance races too he's he's kind of well versed in that like not a lot of people can can win um Endurance races, you know, hundred milers, and still be fast in in a worse type of a sprint race.
0: Yeah, I know he he won because uh, I raced it last year. Um, the Northern Kettles Challenge, the first Wems the, race, the um, Greenbush. Yeah, the Greenbush race last year. I raced the six hour, and he did the whatever the hundred miler and won that. So yeah,
1: yeah, he um he also won uh, the hundred miler at Levis last year too. Um, or thund- the Thunder Down Under or whatever they call that, WEMS race, but um yeah, he did, he actually did that uh, Greenbush race again this year, but I think he did the short version of it because I, I think his focus is more on these uh, sprint type, like what the wars events are, right. you know, some- somewhere in the, you know, 25 to 30 mile range, and I think that's uh, what he ended up doing, which I'm pretty sure, and I'd, ha- I'd have to check the results on WEMS to double check, you know, to see, but I think that he won that, I think I heard that he won that, but I I, I didn't uh, confirm that, so I, I guess I'm not going to say it. Okay.
0: <laughs> no, that's fine. Yeah. So,
1: uh, so hey, the women's race.
0: Yes, I was just going to ask because it's good one.
1: Yeah. So, you know, I had mentioned earlier Cooper Dendl, um, She's really focused this season. You know, she's really into – racing. And that's, I think that's all that's on her brain right now, which is awesome. Um, you know, she's, she's taken some, some time away from, uh, you know, uh, school and stuff. And she's gonna, she's gonna get back into it, I think in the fall, but, um, right now she's focused on racing. And I, I mentioned too, about the, uh, the guys that were, uh, coached know, being coached with Brian under, uh, momentum endurance uh cooper Dendel started doing that again or started doing that also this year so with her coaching under brian's lead she's also you know putting down the the, the hard numbers she's you know she's she's making it happen and you know the the first race at iola she Performed like flawlessly, and everybody was super impressed because you know Abby was there, and she beat Abby, which is, let's face it, that's hard to do. You know that's, and that rarely, rarely happens. When when Abby shows up, it's rare that you know somebody beats her. And Cooper's always been her closest competitor, and uh, this was you know a time where where she took it, she took it away from uh, from Abby. Now Abby um, has she wasn't at Rhinelander uh so cooper took that one you know pretty much un unmatched with anyone else um, at camrock i kind of expected that there you know that there would be a little bit uh, better turnout you know uh abby lives in madison so i figured that abby Striegel would show up uh didn't see her this year <clears throat> um amber markey also lives in madison and and she's another one that's that's a really good competitor for that kind of stuff you know she's She's one of those people that can that can hang with Abby and Cooper. She didn't show up either. So you know, Co- Cooper showed up. It was her. It was Lisa Crayer, uh, Corey Osborne, who has been really uh, performing strong this year too. Uh, and I'll get to her in a minute. And then you know, there's a there's a few other uh, really fast women that uh, that were out there. But Cooper, like right from the start, just blew past everyone she would she put a gap on of probably you know probably a minute within her first lap it was just unbelievable you know i told her or i forget who i who i told this to but but uh you know she she kind of races now or she's she she's kind of racing like how cole house races uh for the men where he just goes out there and he's like you know what I want to ride by myself and I'm just going to go as fast as I possibly can the entire time. And that's, you know, that's kind of what she did. She just blew past everyone, started riding with all the guys, you know, within the first lap, she's riding with the elite men. It's like, it's <laughs> crazy. You know,
0: it's good like, though. It's good. Oh yeah,
1: she definitely. And, and, you know, I think that, um, I think she likes doing that too, because she, um, she's really awesome in single track, but, climbing is kind of where she struggles a bit and she i think that she feels that when when there's like a guy that she passed if if he's riding right on her and uh and and he's a strong climber that pushes her you know she really wants to um keep up with with those guys when they're climbing and stuff and that's where she i think has a little bit more of a struggle and in certain parts of the course so um so yeah she was just untouchable in that race but behind her um you know Corey osborne she's i think 19 she's real young um races for uh, team extreme also um Corey is came from like a road and cross background uh i think this is her f- i want to say this is her first year really mountain biking i she might have raced a little bit but um this is like her first serious year doing uh wars and and she's been to all three races she's gotten third on all three races so i mean definitely consistent and uh you know in the top 3 with being kind of your first year out there that's that's pretty impressive so um she did end up in third but throughout the first uh lap or two she was she was kind of battling back and forth with lisa craer um uh, the two of them rode together for quite a bit and uh that was pretty exciting, you know, watching that. I know the first time I saw them come through, Corey was ahead, and then Lisa was
0: following her. Uh, Lisa, you know, Adventure 212. And and Lisa, I, I will note, because I just like seeing all the different ages. Lisa's 39, Cooper's 23, <laughs> and then third place was 19. Yeah, yeah. So I, just, I, mean, I just keep po- focusing on that, because I actually, I raced this weekend, and I finished third. And singles, long story, whatever. The guy ahead of me was 15. (laughs) Yeah. 35 to 15. So, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. That's crazy.
1: Yeah, no, that's crazy. Um, I see
0: those young, you know, like Corey and Cooper is cool.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's, that's a good point that you bring up too. Cause like, you know, in every other category of the races, it's, it's broken into age groups or, you know, whatever. I mean, you're broken into your, your division and then your age group. So you're, you know, even if you might be a, Cat two rider, you're up against you know other guys that are within a couple of years of your age, um, but in, when you get into the the pro uh, elite race, it's just it's an overall. You know, I mean they'll they'll break it down for everyone that's not in like the top ten or whatever. But those those top riders, I mean, for that overall, that the, there's huge gaps in in the age groups and the age age ranges. Um, you know, we have. Um, and I don't want to call anybody young or old here, but you know Corey's obviously real young. Some of the others, Lisa, uh, Lori Sable was was up there. You know, some of them are more experienced in this, I will say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know the the two of those, the the two of them, Corey, uh, Lisa, uh, back and forth. You know, they they look like they're having a blast riding together, really, and their finish times were. They showed up at exactly the same time. Lisa Lisa got the second place finish, but they both finished with the exact same finish time. So, pretty uh, pretty close battle on that. About three minutes behind them. Actually, I should say about two and a half minutes behind them uh, was uh, Sarah Agna. So she um, she had been riding out there with uh, Heather Stelgis for you know for most of the race. Those two were were kind of uh, doing their thing. Um, cool thing on that. Heather is a single speeder, so race, racing for uh, Vanderkitten, uh, co- going out there, and you know, I, I was, I was, like I said, I was standing on the uh, beer run, watching that them come through, and to watch, you know, a, a girl on a single speed trying to muscle up those uh, switchbacks is just impressive. <laughs> I know she said that she had to toe tap a few times, but, you still. know, it's, it's still, it's like watching that. I'm like, man, I would, you know, for me, I'd be putting it in the, like the easiest gear I got, but, uh, yeah, she's, she's something else. So yeah, it was a really, it was a really good race watching, uh, watching the ladies, uh, kind of battle that out. But Cooper, man, she was just so, so far gone from everyone else. But I do have to give uh props out to, uh, Evelyn Johnson, Madeline
0: uh I don't even know how to pronounce Madeline's last name. Poussant. Maybe she can let us know. Just uh she can write me an email. I'll tell you what, if she listens to this, she can write me an email, Ben at Mount Mike Radio, and just kinda <laughs> write spell out, it. Out phonetically. Spell it out. Yes, exactly. Spell it out. Phonetically.
1: <laughs> so yeah, uh, Evelyn, Madeline, Lori Sable, um, all of those ladies, you know, they they kind of were for the for the majority of the race they were kind of together and in, in their own group and um having a good time and just you know there was there was a good turnout for ladies i know at the last race um there were i think five at rhinelander because so rhinelander it's a fun race but it's really far away for most people in wisconsin i mean rhinelander is it's up there
0: it's really far yep. north yeah. And it's so early too, so I don't know what the weather was like that last week. But anyhow, so the women there was quite a few women.
1: Yeah, the, I mean it was definitely you know more than double what uh, I, I think there were probably probably you know ten 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 or eleven uh, women that that raced. So yeah. um, for for the uh, elite category, that's pretty good, you know. Because yeah. then there is also the open uh, open women category too, which a few of the. Um, Former elite women that maybe uh, haven't raced in a, in a while, you know they 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 can they have that option to drop down. It's a Cat One, Cat Two, open section. So
0: yeah, makes sense.
1: Which is relatively new in wars. I mean, we we didn't have that like two years ago. I think two I mean, last year or the year before is when they first introduced that. So,
0: so yeah, but it gives nice those people on on the fence like. Because I know what happens a lot of times if you're doing well in comp, you you get jumped up and then you just get smoked because you're not quite at that level. Yeah, it becomes pretty tough in the female, especially in the female one. So,
1: but and and with sanctioning and stuff, it's like yeah. once you become cat one, you can't drop down unless you you know like write an essay and have it notarized by eight people or something.
0: Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. So. And I want to make – so I've been seeing something that I just wanted to note with the guys that I I forgot to mention. So back in my – when I lived back in Wisconsin, I did a – started off and I did a few wars races. um, Then my brother got into it. He was a Citizen Clydesdale, I think it was. And this guy, his name is Chris Fellows. Yeah. For anybody who is thinking like, man, you know, I'm thinking about getting into mountain biking. You know, right races seem cool. Maybe you've gone to one. Maybe you know somebody that is. This guy started off racing against my brother in Citizen Clyde, which is the heavy dudes, and Citizen is basically just getting started kind of thing. Right. And he's 42, and now he is finishing it's it's near pretty much the back of the pack of the elite category. And this is like 5 years later, four yeah, 4 or 5 years later. So congrats to that guy.
1: Yeah. So if you're
0: and- if you're out there thinking about it, he can I- do it, you can do it.
1: Side note on him, too, just to kind of give him a plug. Uh, and I don't know if he's really doing this much now, but I know that for a while he was also part of what we call the Wars Dirt Circus, which is basically the uh, the, the setup and cleanup crew for Wars. So, um, you know, I did that for a little little bit, and then I realized that, man, that's time-consuming. <laughs> <laughs> but but, you, but those guys come, they're, they're the first guys to get there on the weekend, and they're the last ones to leave. They, they get there... By like noon on Saturday, they set up the whole, uh, you know, the start line. They set up the all the banners, all of the you know advertisements. They set up the the podium and you know everything, all the result boards and everything like that. And and they do that while everyone else is out pre riding and getting their you know getting getting their familiarity with the course they're they're still out there setting up sometimes in the rain and whatever and uh so a lot of times those guys don't even get to pre-ride uh then they go on the on the day of the race they're there at seven in the morning getting everything ready and they're there sometimes until six or seven at night tearing down and chris you know was doing that for a while and racing elite um so yeah i mean it's it's impressive. Uh, you know, I always try to give a, a shout out whenever I can to uh, to the guys that that do you know, the, the wars posse, uh, which is the setup crew. The, those guys are like the unsung heroes of, of wars. Like a lot of people don't realize what really goes on, and in, in not just wars, but just any kind of race event. There's so much behind the scenes stuff and trying to get everything organized, and and you know to have them volunteer and they're racing. It's you know, hats off to them because they they really need a, a round of applause for that. So,
0: if anybody's interested in doing that, by the way, they they just contact, just go to the war site and contact somebody. Yeah, Pretty actually, sure they're always looking for somebody like that.
1: Yeah, you know, it's. um not going to lie it can be a little bit of a turnover on on that because a lot of people <laughs> realize that you know it yeah. like my, myself included you know when I did it I did it for a few races and I was like I carpool and all my friends hate waiting for me you know <laughs> they don't oh. they don't want to wait until the end of uh, the night on Sunday but um but yeah you know it's it's a good way to uh, to race and and have a have your races paid for um and you know every every year there's there's a sign up for that um and sometimes throughout the middle of the year you can get in on it too just send a message through on the facebook page uh for wars and uh if there's any openings don will uh let you know or you can talk to don directly at one of the races but i would say uh prior to race day would be the best because he's usually a little uh occupied
0: yeah <laughs> he's a, oh. he's a busy guy. yeah exactly all right. So what uh anything else? Is there any um any news or updates that people should know for the next race or what's what's going on?
1: Well, so I did want to mention this real quick and I you know I, I hope people are are uh, listening that actually um pe- the people that that actually, you know, check out like the um race reports and stuff. But uh I I started doing something different the um after Rhinelander, uh, cause what I had been doing on the, uh, video interviews, cause I interview all of the pro riders that, that finish within the top, you know, top five or so in their, in their category. Um, and what I had been doing is uploading each individual video as its own video on YouTube. And, uh, so I'd have, you know, Brian's interview and Corey's interview and all, you know, everyone, but I was uploading, you know, sometimes eight to 10 videos which is really time consuming. So what I started doing in those last race is uh, to kind of compile it into an episode, make it just one, one video. So if anybody wants to give me feedback on, you know, if they prefer it the old way or if they like it the new way or, you know, anything like that, um, let me know. I, I, I just kind of did it. I wasn't sure if people were going to be into it, but, um, kind of the goal that I had on that was to, uh, you know i was finding that people would watch one of the videos and not all of them and maybe maybe they didn't know that the all the all of the rest of them even existed cuz youtube sort of you know even if you put it into a playlist they kind of kind of go all over the place so i just you know, I figured it'd be easiest if I could just put one video on, just give a description of the video, and and have you watch the whole thing. They all kind of blend together. So, any feedback, I'm I'm open to that. You can either send it to me on the Wars Facebook page or my own personal one, Todd Nutter. Um, and if we're not friends on Facebook, add me. I'm not like that.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so that's that's my uh, my brief plug, I guess. On that,
0: cool. About the the red eye round of you rendezvous. rendezvous. Oh, yeah.
1: Good good call. So uh, what's the, where where are we now? Thursday. Yeah. So not not this weekend. Uh, following weekend. Which. yeah, my brain is fried. I don't
0: even know what to Yeah. No. It's yeah. Yep. Is uh the sixth, seventh, fourteenth, fifteenth is Sunday.
1: So, something like yeah. yeah. So Wausau, Wausau, yes. Wisconsin at, at the uh, nine mile. Um, Area,
0: it's, I think it's a nine mile recreation area or something yeah. like that.
1: Yeah. yeah. Nine mile recreation area. So it's, it's like a, um, you know, it's like a cross country ski place slash, uh, snowshoeing slash fat biking thing in the winter. And during the summer they got some really awesome trails. Um, Wausau is just a really, you know, beautiful part of uh, Wisconsin where, where there's a lot of, a lot of, uh, forested area and a lot of trails there. Um, so the, the, the course there is, uh, it's a really fast course. It's it's a, it's made up of a lot of, uh, crushed red granite. So you got that kind of embedded gravel. It's not real deep gravel, but, uh, it's kind of embedded in there, but it's basically like a, it's kind of like a paved trail almost with, with in some sections where it's kind of embedded and the, the rest of it is just really, uh, flowing, awesome single track. So, um, really super fun course. I, it's one of my favorite places in in Wisconsin to ride. Um, the wars course tends to be uh, on the fast side, meaning that you're going to take, uh, you're going to take some, you know, a good blend of single track and double track, uh, as opposed to like the Wausau 24 course that takes mostly single track and, uh, takes you in on all of the, all of the, uh, you know, gnarly stuff. But, uh, the wars course does, uh, incorporate some of the really awesome features like, um, the Ho Chi Minh trail, which is like a rocky, like climb that is unending. And, um, I love it, but it's a, it's one of those, you know, you got to pick your line wisely kind of sections. And, um, but yeah, that's, uh, that's the next race. It's, it's one where there's usually a pretty good turnout, best part of that race, especially with watching the pros is um there this isn't the type of race where there's a lot of gap that that happens, so it oftentimes ends in like a full blown like you know red line sprint finish where you don't know you know it's like a photo finish like you don't even know who won so um lots of action good spectator course too so anybody that's thinking about you know going to a wars race if you've never been to one um you know this this is a good one to uh to to go to for your first one you know there's certain courses where if you if you went to them on your first try first uh wars race and you just wanted to go spectate some of the courses aren't real good spectator courses uh but they're good to ride
0: mm-hmm. so
1: example of that would be like reforestation ramble, you know, um, awesome course to ride, but as a spectator, there's not a whole lot to see. Um, Wausau is, is good for both. I mean, you, you have, uh, you have the really fun course to ride, but spectators, you know, can, there's a lot of different sections where they can walk through. Um, there's, a there's kind of like a, 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 a double lane section where, you know, you see people going in both directions. So, a lot of people do their water bottle hand ups there and you know, that's a pretty good spectator viewpoint. So if you've never been to a wars race, uh, that'd be my recommendation to go to that one. Plus it's early in the season. So, you know, if you go to one, you're going to want to go to more.
0: <laughs> yes.
1: That's, that's just a fact.
0: Right. <laughs> exactly. All right. Cool. So if, if anybody has any questions, this is, I'm going to do a couple announcements quick here, but if anybody has any questions, uh, Todd, uh, how can they reach you again?
1: Uh, you know, I'm on on the Facebox. Okay. Uh, so you know, you can you can send me a message on Facebook. Um, f- you know the 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 Wars page. You can reply, or you know, you can ask questions there. You can look me up on YouTube, either on the uh, my my personal page on there is very creative with my name Todd Nutter. <laughs> <laughs> uh, otherwise, the uh, the Wars page is called uh, Team Wars. Okay. Uh, all, all one word. So you know, look, look that up,
0: and I'll link that in the show notes too because you should definitely check that out. Um, yeah,
1: I've been trying to uh, trying to do a little bit more with uh, video this season, but it's it's very time consuming, so it's a little bit hard to cut, get everything that I that I want to with it. But.
0: Right, and uh, if anybody has any questions for me, feel free to shoot me an email at ben@mountainbikeradio.com. dot com. Um, and one more thing, just check, go over to store. I was talking about Justin doing those t shirts. Um, we have some pretty cool designs there. Go over to com. And the other thing I want to mention, too, is um, become a member. So, what you do, become a member, is you pay a certain amount of money, you support the show, and you get a ho- access to a whole list of deals. So, um, you know, a couple purchases ends up saving you money's worth in that. So. Check it out, com. and that's it, Todd. So, Do
1: you still have those socks for sale?
0: I don't have any more socks. I uh. know I have a couple of pairs myself. I wear them all the time. It's just the problem is is the minimum order. So, if anybody out there is looking to get into a business, get into <laughs> a get, or if anybody knows of one of a small of, of a place that does socks in small batches. Because to get like defeat or anything like that, they're really sweet socks, really good socks. Is I have to order, I have to plunk down like you know a minimum of like eight hundred dollars of my own money before selling anything um, as a minimum. So it's really hard to make a, a small order, even if I even if half the people want them, I end up losing money. Um, so if anybody knows or if anybody has a company they're starting up stuff or. Doing socks or noses, somebody that wants to get involved with Mountain Bike Radio, maybe get your name on the, you know, we can give you plugs here and say, hey, man, we're riding these socks, and they're awesome, and blah, blah, blah. Shoot me a message. Like, I'm totally interested, and I want to give somebody my money, just not all of it. So, that, <laughs> is that fair? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I know because I same thing. And actually, of anybody, my my mother in law likes them a lot. So if that tells you anything, like they're really yeah. nice socks.
1: They are good uh, socks. But I I always end up losing one of
0: them though. You lose everything. Like, you lose your keys and socks. And-
1: <laughs> but I mean, like, you no, know, I'll go through my laundry and I'll have like one of every style of cycling sock that I have, and it's like, where are the rest of them going?
0: Yeah. Well, uh, I I don't have a solution for that. Sorry,
1: that's, they're they're somewhere in Narnia, I think. So.
0: Yes, so I definitely <laughs> don't have a solution to that. So, all right, cool. So, thank you, Todd, and thanks everyone for listening in to another episode of the Wars Report on Mountain Bike Radio. Say what you just said. The, all right, that right this, is a, this is an outtake. Here, we're gonna do this. So, Todd messed something up. Todd, what do you have to say?
1: All right. So, <laughs> so totally forgot. Cause Joe did tell me, Joe Maloney told me, uh, the day before the Cameron race, um, he actually was racing at the Mount Bora Epic. Uh, so he did two races this weekend. So, you know, props to him, but that's part, probably part of the reason why he, maybe he didn't get first place, but got fourth place, uh, still a very impressive finish. Um, but, you know, the reason I thought of this now is because I was kind of scanning through some uh photos on Facebook and I saw that uh, that's where Abby uh Striegel was that day and Amber Markey looks like she was also racing that so that explains why those two didn't make it out to camera because they were at the Mount Bora Epic. So,
0: all right, do you have any more uh more information that we missed?
1: <laughs> <laughs> do you, no, you know, do I, you- I'd rather just go blab on about everything else but
0: right exactly do you, do you know who won those races I'm assuming uh, Abby won the...
1: no Ab- Abby didn't win actually um, it looks like just looking at the podium shot and I don't know you know if there were different uh, I, I really don't know too much about that race but I see a podium shot with Amber Markey and Lindsay Crete and a different woman that I don't know gotcha so
0: cool they don't have results on their website but we're not going to talk about that anymore alright cut on this one <laughs>